<laughs> okay, one more time. All right. I'm April White. And I'm Christopher Tompkins. And you're on the line with the Hype Buster. Welcome. Ready for some real talk on strategic communications? You're in the right place. It actually makes me jump just a little bit every time it says recording in progress. <laughs> <laughs> and I like, I love the, the five second delay. Just see so if you feel really comfortable and then it smacks you with it. Oh, shit. <laughs> is, this our, is this our B-side B for the show? <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> so, Chris, well, we should welcome everyone first, right? Yeah, hey, welcome to Hype Busters. It's a show, and I'm, I'm Chris, and that's April. What's up, everybody? Hi. Hey. <laughs> I wish we could ask everyone how their week is, but instead, I have to ask you. How is your oh, how, how my week is? Um, it's pretty weak. That was weak. <laughs> the weakest of the week. I know, I know. Yeah. No, you know what? Everything is. Everything has been very, very positive. Um, Positive to the point of exhaustion, if you know what I mean. Uh, so <laughs> it's kind of like one of those things where you're just like, wow. Because you you very, being like, being in this industry, being especially in anything with marketing in the title, you don't feel successful a lot, um, you know, because you're constantly against yourself because you're constantly trying to improve everything all the time. There's no like, ah, it's perfect. Now we can relax. It's never like that. You're constantly moving and shaking. Well, it got to a few points where it was like, oh my God, this is absolutely beautiful and perfect. And I had like the moment to taste the success. And then it's just like, dive head first into the cold pond. And then it's like, you're, you're swimming again. Um, but, uh, but yeah, work has been really crazy. Age has been super busy. Lots of changes. Um, I guess, rebirth for spring if i'm supposed to be looking at some sort of existential tie uh to why uh i'm going through all of this but april means new life oh it does and it also means white my co-host <laughs> <laughs> which is for clean slate yes look at uh, april Blanco. New, new life clean slate <laughs> Oh, that's what my name means. Yep, Chris Tompkins, scourge the village. Uh, that's what my <laughs> name means. Uh, chase me out with stakes. Um, but anyway, uh, so yeah, so I've things have been, good, things have been good. Um, I'm gearing up for my new Dougie daughter, I'm getting psyched for that. Did you pick a color yet? I haven't just yet. I leaning towards black but i don't know um uh we're going to find more about the selection process from our breeder pretty quick pretty quickly so it's going to be real very soon wow um, so just looking around the house and looking at it and just remembering when olive was tiny and when like what she would what she was interested in what we had to like cordon her off from and what we had to do and it's just like she's such an adult now that I can't even remember that time when, when how bad it was. Her. Yeah. Yeah. And it was, it was terrible. Um, but in a, <laughs> in, like in, in a good, in a good way. I mean, I never had, I'd never watched a baby or kids or animals or anything like that. So a puppy, I was just like, Oh wow. That's a lot of shit. I mean, like, <laughs> you know what I mean? The things that you don't think about, like, Oh my gosh. Um, but yeah, it, 
it's happening again soon. The crying oh. at night. Well, congratulations on being dog pregnant. Yeah, I am. I am. I'm. I'm like. I'm like the thought of being pregnant. Are right you? Now. Are you? You're carrying it, or is Dale carrying it? Dale's going to carry it because I can't lose my figure. I'll, I won't be able to do all of those uh, <laughs> pinup mags that I'm so famous for. <laughs> you know, Dita Montes, Chris, the Scourge of the Village, Tompkins. <laughs> so okay, so um, April uh, pure yes. is white driven snow. Yes. Um, what uh, what's been going on with you in the in the last days? So I am preparing for my TEDx talk. Oh my is, God. Which is both exciting and also nauseating. I the funniest part is that my speech coach, my speaking coach, when I showed him the what I thought was my final draft and presented it last Wednesday, was like, "How much time do you have between now and uh, when's your talk again?" It's like Friday. How much? How many hours do you have to work on this before I'm like, "Is it that bad?" He's like, "Oh, tell me how many hours you got, and then I'll and then I'll tell you what I think." Wow. That's a, I was, that's a real constructive feedback. So then he says, <laughs> then he says, when I tell him the number of hours, okay, I want you to re rewrite it from scratch. Wow. And the reason was that what I had written was a wonderful essay and really leaned into my writing skills, but completely had no connection to my heart and oh. didn't sound, it didn't sound compelling in a speech format didn't sound emotionally charged, didn't sound like I was trying to convince anybody of anything. Mm. So he basically said, just start over and write from the heart and do it with flow. I was like, oh shit. So I had a mini panic attack and I cried. <laughs> okay, sounds, sounds normal so far. I talked to my therapist, talked okay. to some friends, uh, uh, pulled myself together, pulled myself up on my bootstraps. Mm. And then the next day, I actually that day I started re the, well Friday I started rewriting it and then finished it on Saturday at least or at least finished what I think it will be now it just needs some polish but the truth is it is like so much better than the first draft That's good okay so he was right I knew he was right in the moment even mm -hmm. that I was sort of hiding behind the intellectualism of what I had written rather right. than just speaking from the heart and I was trying to fit in too many strategic messages rather than just letting it be what it is and, mm -hmm. and wherever it leads is what it, you know, rather than trust relations, this, then strategic oh, yeah, communications yeah. blank. It's, you know, it's just not, it's not the right format for that. And it's more compelling if it's just you as the, you know, the subject. So mm -hmm. I, yeah, so I, so I'm in a better place now, but now I have to rehearse, 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 memorize, memorize, memorize and feel like I have my feet under me emotionally and physically by Friday. So for everybody out there that doesn't understand how many hours goes into prep for a TED talk that seems authentic and unprepared, how many hours do you think? So I would say I put probably 25 to 30 hours into the first draft that got scratched. And this draft, I put another, so far, 20 hours into-ish. And probably it will be, by the time I finish the draft, 
probably 25, 30 hours for this draft and then probably 10 hours of rehearsal. And then the actual talk is how long? 10 minutes. So this folks is why Chris will never do a TED talk. <laughs> and, uh, you don't want to put 70 to 80 hours into a 10 minute talk? No, because you know what? I would, I know exactly what I would do. I would get myself really prepared and say like, I can wing this. And then I would shit a brick the day before and then totally burn myself out to try to create something that was amazing. And then I would be on fumes. Everyone would like really, really dig it, but I wouldn't be present because I'd be so exhausted. So I would never get to enjoy it. <laughs> so I just know how I am. Like, cause I'm best on fumes. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, like even when you told me you're doing that, I was just like, oh, but you better person Sounds than I so am. Sp- I just can't do it. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it is. But the good part is that that first draft that you use can be repurposed into a book. That's a great idea. Thank you, Chris. You're welcome. That's why I'm your friend and your co-host. And why he's wearing smart glasses today. They're working. He's got, Mm -hmm. for those of you not watching the video, he's got these cute little round glasses on that make him a little bit like distinguished Harry Potter, all grown up and sassy. Yep. Sassy. Old Harry Potter. That's what we're looking at now. So if anyone, I'm taken. Sorry. <laughs> God. You're not going to make fun of me for being some version of Hermione, Hermione now? No. Every time I try to do Harry Potter references, I sound like a complete asshole because I get all of the names messed up. Okay. And I, because I, I'm, I, I enjoy, but I don't love. You know what I mean? Okay. That's I funny. like the I like the idea of them more than watching them. Do you know who Hermione is then? Yeah, she's the woman. <laughs> That's so not convincing. She's the little girl. Okay. She's the girl. She's the 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 Harry Potter Weasley thing. The Harry Potter Harry Potter girl. That you're the Harry to say. Potter girl. That's the way <laughs> that I could say it in a politically correct way. I'm living Ended in Florida, Barbie. and I'm not able to say that. <laughs> so funny. All right. Okay, so we have a show here today. I mean, everyone's everyone's dying for our takes on things. Yes. The first piece of news we have is that Google released a retail search tool to improve shopper discovery. Do you want to explain what this one's about? For yeah, I will. Listeners? Uh yeah, hey 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 babies. Um so, uh pretty much this is from marketing dive. Um I've I've been looking at um this trend over the last few weeks and when we saw this article just it really did it really did put everything in perspective so to prevent retailers from using sales stemming from poor search results google introduced a retail search tool basically to provide customers with more precise search results when shopping online so it is a tool that's equipped with advanced query understanding and it gives shoppers a better um better search results and semantic search to match um product traits so you're able to kind of find things that are a little bit more what you're searching for rather than what they're trying to serve you. Now, why this is interesting to me is because I saw this really, and I wish I remember where the study is, but I don't just like, I don't like memorize the studies. So I just remember the stats and then someone's like, where'd you learn that? And it's like, I don't fucking know. And then I, I read a lot of stuff, right? I mean, come on. Um, but basically what I was finding out was that um, 
companies were beginning to turn to Facebook and Instagram advertising for visibility and engagement along the way to nurture a shopper and then switching over directly to Google shopping ads for the actual purchase. So nobody that was running the ads on Facebook, Instagram, were expecting direct sales off of that action. It was mm. only awareness to push to Google to increase the conversion of those. God, if my clients would just go with that. I mean, I would, <laughs> I would love that. I would absolutely love that. It's so true though. I mean, I, I hate I, when people are just like, hey, so how much money am I gonna make uh, for these ads? It's like, um, a lot of people are going to see you that haven't seen you before. But this is interesting to me because I think it does, it justifies what I've been, what I've always said is that social media really does drive a lot of awareness and mm -hmm. Google does have a really high conversion point. And look how, I mean, that's a really smart thing that they're doing for shopping, especially with yeah. trying to get people back into the swing of things. And I don't want to say Google's helping people out because they're not very altruistic, but I don't know. I got my smart glasses on, so you guys have to believe me. Even if you can't see me. <laughs> yeah. We have a lot of social media news today, actually. Oh, excellent. After the day that I've had. <laughs> it's all it's all social media. Uh so the next social media news is that Elon Musk. Are you laughing at my transition yet again? Oh, you always laugh at my it is the next social media news. <laughs> Oh, because I sound so excited. I'm so excited. All right. But anytime I, you I talk about the musky, you like the musky. This is, this is the problem. Okay. So I have a love-hate relationship in my mind with Elon Musk, right? Okay. Tell us about your fantasies. Go ahead. <laughs> what do you got? Like, I'm fascinated by him. Okay. But I also am a little bit tired that he's making headlines every week with something. It's like, it's a bit much. But I... A little bit of a breather, don't you think? Last thing was space? Was space last thing? I don't know. I saw something about his new plant in China. And then I saw something else about something in Germany. I don't know. I feel like every every time I open... The news, it's something about Elon Musk. Anyway, um, and I think he's, a, and I'm like torn, I'm on the fence about whether or not he's a really great guy or not. I don't know if you have that feeling too. <clears throat> like go between, I, don't, I vacillate I don't trust between. Him. I don't think I do either. I don't trust him. But here's the thing. I don't trust him, but I don't hate his hustle. Like, I think he's got like, he's I, got, no, he I admire it. smart as hell, man. Oh yeah, no, no, he's he's definitely smart. Um, I will tell you, I had this, this is how far I went down the conspiracy theory with this one. I was like, is Elon Musk somehow behind some of what's going on with the gas prices so that forces everyone to buy freaking Teslas? Like that's how much I don't trust him, but also how much I admire and think he's, you know, an evil genius. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I'm like, I feel I'm like he's doing this, but like, I can't <laughs> prove it. No one can prove it. I feel like he's driving people to Tesla anyway. Um, okay. So that's why for everyone, for the context of my, of my bad tone coming into this, yep, the, go, next, the next piece of news is that Elon Musk 
my favorite love-hate relationship in my brain, says he's considering building a new social media platform. He said um. he, cl- he made the remark after claiming that Twitter doesn't allow for free speech. And given that Twitter serves as the de facto public town square, failing to adhere to free speech principles fundamentally undermines democracy, he wrote on Twitter, what should be done. And in the past, he's proclaimed that he and his companies are working on exciting products, but often the proposed innovations aren't realized within the projected timeline. So he's giving serious thought to building a new social media platform, which he said in a tweet on Saturday and didn't give any specifics on what the hypothetical social media platform would look like or how it would work. So I don't see once again, don't disagree with him because there is too much censorship happening with social media, but what's his end game and why is he doing this? And why isn't he just, there are all kinds of other social media platforms that are rising to answer the same concern. Why not fund or acquire one of them? Why create um, yet another one to compete with, well, uh, with, with what, what's Trump's one again that I still don't have social. social. I still don't have access to that. I mean, you know, why not? I don't know. I'm not saying fund that, but there's so many of these now. Yeah. I, uh, I, I think that with, with, with Musk, if we're going through the conspiracy theory angle, which you so love when you're thinking about your boo thing. But like, I, I think... <laughs> okay, listeners, I said boo thing. She said boo thing. Just, I just yeah, want to point no, that out. It's true. No, that happened. There was can a boo you, thing. Can you imagine dating that guy? God. It's like dating a loaf of bread. The, <laughs> um, the, the, uh, doesn't he look like like a toast or that guy that cheese guy that had like a cowboy hat on? Um, back no, there's a, there's it's it's a reference I can't get right now. But anyway, cheese guy with a hat on. This is like funnier than the chicken cake. No, no, no. I, I promise you. Um, we cooked it till the chicken. <laughs> <laughs> cheese cartoon cowboy. I really, I'm gonna find it. Are you talking about like the guy from um, Woody from Toy Story? No, the Hank, the hunk of cheese. Who's the hunk of cheese? Oh my gosh, I have to give you the hunk of cheese guy. Yeah, okay. it's gonna start playing. So I'm gonna, just, I'm gonna put it into our um, private members only chat. Only if you go on to our paywall on Patreon will you be able to see this. Wait, is Elon Musk married? Oh my God! What is this show? We are just literally just <laughs> Google searching stuff. It's like live TikToking. I mean, this is this is this is why our ratings have been skyrocketing. Um, but but no. Um. So uh, so anyway, what do I think about this? Is this is this is the? Uh, it's Elon Musk as a cartoon piece of cheese. But he's tried um, three times and he's not married for any. Ladies that are interested. Yep, in, yep. In, da- in dating the hunk of cheese. Exactly. If anyone wants a piece of that cheese bread face. So he, um, so he's doing this, but one of the last things that he was really, we talked about, I think in one of our episodes, was he was doing... Um, <laughs> oh, now I know it's the hunk of cheese. <laughs> Lad, you come to the party. We will be serving cowboy cheese. <laughs> See, you remember? <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
I have a hunk of cheese, Slim. <laughs> oh my God. That was the one I make you cry on in the show. Hunk of cheese. Literally. I can't pull it together. Okay, keep going. Okay. While she's pulling it together, I will get us back on track with the news and intelligent conversation because I'm wearing my glasses that make me look like an old lecherous Harry Potter. So, um, so anyway, good old what's his face, Muskie, was doing um, those microchips that were putting in people's brains so they could talk to each other through their Creepy. through their thoughts. And this is. If you have a social network, you have an information highway. So if you're going down your conspiracy theory thing, that's where that would kind of click in. Oh, that's so creepy. But I don't think it's that. I think he's a big swinging dick and he he just joined the party and was trying to be like, sure, I'll do it after I get off of these elephants I'm riding on the Nile. I mean, like he's, you know. <laughs> but, but All right, we'll, we'll find out. Yeah, we will. We will. The world world gets taken over by him. But the uh, the other He's thing well that, on the way. Yep. Well, I mean, not for people that are lactose intolerant or. But you know, he um, the <laughs> Truth Social. Did you? It, they did a skit on it on Saturday Night Live, and I did. I searched for it after I saw it. The Truth Social sucks people's batteries and heats up their phones really, really high because it takes so much. It takes so much bandwidth in order to do. Really? And it's been heating people's phones up. Yeah. Wow. Not weird. I'm I'm still on the waiting list. The last I checked. They're 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 doing um background checks. Oh really? They're checking people out for that to see to see if you're Republican or what. I guess to see if you're going to be a dissenter. I see. I see. Let me see if I. I... Well, oh, I oh, think I'm, I'm in. I think I'm in now. I I got approved. She got approved. Look, oh, look, you're, you're in. Look at her. There's I'm an in. eagle. Her last name is White. How is she not getting in? Right? I mean. <laughs> With a last name like that, you got to let me in. Because you were pure. <laughs> right from I the horse's ass. You said it earlier. Okay, so. I'm so glad. I had no idea. Now I can, now I can use it. Okay, Update my that, profile that, photo. Now that you've calmed down, calmed down from your cheese, your cheese. Yeah. Fest. Woo. We got it. <laughs> <laughs> you better take another drink and add soda. All right. So, um, so a next story that we have is from social media today, a reputable blog I've heard. And um, it's a new study finds Facebook, Facebook's interest targeting for their, um, for ads is inaccurate around 30% of the time. That's really high. It's really not a secret. I don't know. I I, I don't feel that. Um, I feel like that slipped off over the over the years a lot. Um, I think it used to be uh, a lot of people would engage with things very outwardly that would allow. For example, if you back like if we go back even like three or four years ago people would go in their Facebook page and they would choose the different shows that they watch and the sports teams that they like and whatever, and it was in their profile. So when someone would look, they would see it. I don't think people were doing that. Um, and it, even if you're going after the typical Facebook user, an 85 year old white man, like the, it's usually, um, 
it's usually that was a joke in there, but the um, it's usually uh, they're not doing any of that. They're just like basically like turning on the TV and flipping through the channels. So I do feel like that targeting was richer back then because people were actually choosing to be connected through that. And I think that then the AI got smarter and it started tracking and started modeling and all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. That's why, that's why sites like that do that with their profile so they can connect you to interest. But um, I think with the privacy situation on the phones and everything, I think that's really screwed up their targeting. So in layman's terms, can you explain to anybody who's not deep into social media, what is, what does this interest targeting mean? Interest targeting is when you go in and you can create, um, you can choose to create an ad audience. Like, so if you're looking at demographics, 18 to 64, um, Puerto Rican lives in um, uh, Tallahassee, Florida, um, but also likes the sport team, ha in reads this magazine, watches this show. That's when we're talking about interests. Okay. So those are what I've always considered as fringe um, because I would say that anytime that I base an audience off of a lot of interests, I, it's kind of, it doesn't really always work. Because um, I really do find like the core demographics that you would get, you would learn in school what demographics would be in terms of household mm. income, how many kids, school districts, zip codes, like I find that richer mm -hmm. than um, did someone like um, pet pigs. I mean, like, I don't know. Maybe that was a passing fancy, but mm -hmm. I don't know. I, 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 this does not shock me. I don't really feel that, you know, if, and also like, for example, with, with clients that we work with on, this is really a heavy social media show, the, um, with clients that we have that deal with housing. So when we're talking about a senior living facility, it's a completely different targeting and you have to remove everything that is specific around that housing option. So we're targeting people that aren't necessarily 100% in the target because we're trying to be fair. That's a different story from this, but I know in that market that if I get 80 leads from my client, of those 80 leads, 20 or 30 might be kind of garbage. So that, that's, the, that's, that's the beauty of marketing, right? Facebook, it's, it's the holy grail. How could you not build your business without Facebook? You have a vault. That's news, and I'm ending on a sour Facebook note because I'm pissed I off. I see that. I see that. No, I've had okay. struggles today. All right. Well, shall we move on to point counterpoint? Oh my God. Uh, yes. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> <Ow>. <laughs> it was so funny. It hurt. It, no, but I felt like it should have. <laughs> okay, so for this one, we okay, have. I just. Are we gonna hear? Are we gonna play it for our listeners? No, no, no. We don't need to hear that. Oh, I saw you. I saw the word you cut. We cut out of your mouth. I did. I that was very well edited. Thank you. Self-edited. I, I do it when I'm around children or in a church. So do you, <laughs> which is it now? Oh, it's in a Perkins. I'm waiting for my order. <laughs> Got a bread bowl salad coming. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Perkins. What a load of old shit. Okay. <laughs> so 
You you were interested in your um with your one of your favorite music artists, Doja Cat. Yeah, I'm. I really follow her. So Doja Cat has basically she complained about her team signing her up to do a jingle with Taco Bell, and she complained about her TikTok page. Mm-hmm. Then the next day, she posted a really sarcastic and forced version of the jingle. And all the fans in the comments loved it and joked about how is this contractual obligation. And so it was hilariously awful. Mm -hmm. But actually pretty clever. And it almost made me wonder if it was part of the stunt to make it look more realistic. To make it actually get more buzz. So I wasn't fully convinced that she was as annoyed and I almost felt like they, they were in on it together. Did you feel that way? Um, Yes. But like, I would say that with, with Doja Cat as a a celebrity or um, as a personality, I don't get it. The, I don't get the, I don't get the um, POV because I do feel like it's kind of like, whatever, like kind of bratty. So I feel like yeah. this is on brand um, and she is a sellout. So this is not, that's why like when she's like saying like, she's not a sell, not a sellout. And it's kind of like, well, this is kind of like right on brand for you. Like, I feel like that's kind of her deal. I mean, yeah. I like some of her songs and whatever. I mean, you do you boo. But like, I, I, I think that in terms of this, this, this seems like what I would expect her. Yeah to do for yeah. promotion. I don't know. Agreed. No, agreed. And and it's like way more compelling to watch this sort of horrible jingle than it would have been to watch her do something where she tried. Yeah, I think. The, well, oh my god. Do you remember how many years ago was that? Freaking. It was really terrible. It was a Mary J Blige and it was Mary J. Blige it was a Burger King and they were doing fried chicken and she was on the counter in a Burger King singing about fried chicken. And it was like, so immediately she, it wasn't, it was panned obviously because it was like, it was skewed. as very racist. Right. Um, and it was taken down immediately, but that was like the big thing. And I remember seeing that. Why do they not think that through beforehand? Yeah. But it's like, oh my God. it's kind of like, it was a, it was a ham-fisted version of something like this. Right, um, so this actually works. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think, think so. it I mean, and just for anybody who didn't take the time to listen to this, which you don't need to, uh, I got beans, I need meat, I need a shell with the sauce and cheese, give you hell if you cross me, we about to throw hands if you want to try me, this ain't been new, I will end you, if you ever dare to discontinue, to go discontinued, I don't share when I read from menu, y'all want everything i eat i've been through yes i eat i eat i eat i like my pizza with refried beans peep my ad search youtube this ain't even mexican food but i don't care when the clock hits 2 a.m put this in put p.m if this is your mood (laughs) wow i don't know if anybody else has moved as much as i am right now by hearing (laughs) the dulcet tones of little april over here I never, I never, I've never heard white. Never heard (laughs) Lil Whitey lyrics read like Thoreau. 
Like, <laughs> it's like she's reading Walden. <laughs> like, oh my God. And if you don't know what Walden is, Google it. <laughs> we got a hunk of cheese. We You're got welcome. Walden. I'm telling you, we're, this, is, this show is packed with references that no one cares about. <laughs> okay, but question for you. Do you think this works for the brand? Uh, uh, I, I mean, I Are people heard... gonna like see he think of Taco Bell no more that they saw this. Mm, no, May yeah, maybe. Um, I think if a lot of people shared it and it was kind of like because what they would probably do is they would take on if it's TikTok they would use that as a trending sound, and then people would do the rap acting bored or like do you know what I mean? They would take it and it would just grow and grow and grow and grow. So I think it is, it does have legs for promotion. Um, but I, they've been really pushing the Mexican pizza storyline very subtly. Mm. And I'm thinking that they don't know if they want to bring it fully back or- I see. I don't know what they're, because I don't feel like they're saying like, here it comes. It's kind of like, I'm hearing a little bit here and there about it. Um, mm. I don't know why it's, I don't, I don't know why. Maybe That's Mary J. Blige is going to be. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it's interesting because I I just saw also that Skittles did a press conference apologizing because people were so upset that they got rid of their sour lime. Was it? I'm trying to let me see if I can find this. Did you hear about that? No, I would. I would wait my answer to that story. That's probably why we didn't send it to you. Um, <laughs> like we better, we know better than to send that to Chris. But I mean, it's clever from a PR standpoint. I will say that. Yeah. Speaking of PR, how have we not talked about the Oscars debacle yet? Oh God. I'm, so I'm, I, I don't know if I could be less interested in weighing in on that. I, wow. I, yeah, I find it. I didn't see that coming. I find every single thing about it stupid. I think everything about it is dumb, childish, like ridiculous, like just. I think it's like bad behavior at its finest. And I, I think that there's, I think, I don't, I feel like he was a little inebriated, quite possibly. Will. Will. I mean, um, we're on a first name basis. <laughs> Me and King Richard, <laughs> we go way back. <laughs> do you know what the King Richard reference is? Please tell me you do. No. Oh, fuck <laughs> me. <laughs> That's what he won the Oscar for. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. Yes, yeah, sorry. I thought there was some other. Yes, I did know that, actually. I know he's fucking his eye out with the pen. He can't, he can't handle me. He got up and left. I did, I did. This, this is just my spirit. He's not in his, he's not on his desk anymore. Um, okay, on that note, should we move on to more fast fast food related? Uh, yeah, let's do it. Should we cash or trash? <laughs> let's do it. That, I mean, smooth. All right, you do better. Try again. Take two. Chris, transition, go. 
All right, here comes crash or trash. Cash. You know what I'm trashing? Not crash. Try again. Craps and straps. <laughs> craps, craps and straps. Straps and cash. Cash and straps. You've been watching way too much porn. Craps and straps. <laughs> <laughs> I've been watching too many defense commercials with craps and straps. <laughs> oh my God. Oh no, we have our favorite segment coming up now, Cash or Trash, where we look through every food brand and say if we like it or don't. Um, <laughs> it is, it's, everything is food today, all four. It is, food and social media. I mean, mm -hmm. it's embarrassment of riches. So we have the uh, good old first up Pizza Hut, who um, rumor has it's bringing back the Book It program. So good on you, fat kids. And then we have uh, their new story, which is the struggle bus. So Pizza Hut's looking to be the cure for the common struggle with an experiential bus tour. So the struggle bus is a term popularized by Gen Z and millennials used to describe the feeling of frustration caused by life's tasks and challenges. So this bus features pizza lounge areas, beds, beds people, right? for power napping, videos of interactive selfie experiences. Oh my God, I wanna drive this off a cliff. This is like, uh, I can't, <laughs> this drives me crazy. <laughs> Absolutely drives me crazy. A trophy for everyone that comes in. Um, Wait, it doesn't say that, does it? Self-affirmation bracelets. I, no, this is like too much. This is, this is, this is, I feel like this is so misguided. So it's going to um, use a variety of experiential tactics that are once again featured heavily in marketers' playbooks as consumers have returned to pre-pandemic activities, while also tying in with culture around growing areas of interest like podcasting. I feel like I want to throw up on the Pizza Hut struggle bus. I want to ram it with a wiener mobile. Like, I just would <laughs> love if this wiener mobile fucking, like, T-boned oh, it. with this. This just makes me mad. It's kind of like, what's all the things <laughs> that we, all the things that are wrong with the world and wrap it in a Pizza Hut van? <laughs> it's like, Pretty much. it's like, hey, are you having trouble at home? Need a power nap? Want to learn podcasting? <laughs> what is this combination? <laughs> Fuck. I mean, I can't with this. I, I mean, give me my garlicky, garlicky um, Italian dressing. Give me a personal pan pizza. Don't give me like the the power of one on a bus. <laughs> oh my God, trash. Trash, big time. Yeah, just and just for everybody who hasn't seen the mock-up of the struggle bus, has a Pizza Hut logo and it says the cure for the common struggle the struggle bus and then it has sleepy face upset mad face plus pizza equals happy love face god i mean I, I feel like there's a pharmacist on this i think on the other <laughs> side is a throw up emoji <laughs> one of the green puking bleh. it has to be oh my right god. there's no there's no other possibility this is just like I, I don't have any positive things to say about this. Okay, we, sh we should move on then. Okay. Should we talk about Lay's? Oh, yeah, lay it on me. Okay. 
Lay's is serving a four-course meal on Coachella grounds. So they are staking out space at the Coachella Festival grounds to provide concert goers an immersive tasting experience and show off new sustainably-minded packaging. The Frito-Lay snack division will set up a series of potato domes. Pota domes. Pota dome? How the f*** you pronounce that? P-O-T-A-D-O-M-E-S. Pota domes. Let's go with that. During both weekends of the event running April 15th through the 24th, visitors who secure a reservation ahead of time will receive a four-course seated meal, seated meal, featuring laced chips that were baked less than 24 hours beforehand and sourced from West Coast Agricultural Partner Farms. Hmm. It's a fresh 4D experience. The potato domes, potato domes, pot- what did we decide po- it was? Potato domes, I think it po- is. Pote domes. Ah, that makes the most sense. Wow, it was really a long walk to get there. Also feature speakeasy spuds, stations inspired by different music genres with a crunch studio space for visitors can DJ. I'm already bored. Golden glow dome, displaying lighting, synced electronic music, a flavor pop hangout, pairing both flavors with pop tunes, curating other experiences for the festival. I'm not into this. There is nothing like a bunch of sweaty people on drugs to enter into this dome. I mean, Coachella is- Pote dome. A pote dome. (laughs) (laughs) If I I can't figure this out fucking sober, what are all these people going to call it? (laughs) Bring my taters. (laughs) Yeah, I I think this is um, totally lame. Force, and I think right? that this this looks like something that would be really fun at a conference, an exhibition, a sporting event, um, not Coachella, which is synonymous with being too cool for school. Um, all this is, I just feel like it's, I think that whatever they're trying to do in these like dork tents, they could do in another place more successfully than like where the cool kids hang out. So it's like, oh, we're, Oh, where's Larry? Oh, he's the potato. Oh, little loser. <laughs> I mean, like, <laughs> I don't know. I just, I think that this, I, I don't hate the, um, what they look like. They're kind of cool looking, but I don't know if I need like potato fresh. I, I, I don't know if I need any of this. And a four course meal? Is that what I'm still like trying to get my head around this? It seems very seems very forced to me. Oh, oh yeah, absolutely. I don't feel like it there's anything about it that seems organic. No. Not even the chips. Not even the what? The chips. <laughs> the potato chips. But chip. there's yeah, no, they're sustainably uh packaged or something though no oh, what someone have to carry a potato and suddenly they can call it sustainable um here touch these potatoes <laughs> we're labeling them okay so so i would say hard trash on this hard trash on this one i think that if it was um uh in like an installation in disney springs or something or like someplace where people were shopping disney and, springs yeah it's it's like basically i can see that yeah, it's like something like that. Or like right, the opening the of an venue. IKEA. Right. Something. 
then they have too many Swedish meat rolls of their own to push. Oh yeah, exactly. They're all rich at IKEA. The um, the next chip and Ling and Lingen very happy. Lingen very happy and crab paste wealthy. <laughs> I like their crab paste. I do get crab paste at IKEA. Do you? Yeah, it's great with crackers. Um, so another story that was so lovingly curated by the hands of someone that obviously had the munchies was Tostitos turns sounds of chips in jars into an audio logo. Watch out. So Frito-Lay brand, just if we couldn't get enough Lay's news, Tostitos launched in a Sonic logo in January and is now rolling it out more broadly. Um, it's a 1.5 second long sound <laughs> and it's meant to remind consumers of the crunching of Tostitos chips and the opening of Tostitos salsa's jar. So, How does an audio logo work? Um, you hear it, I guess? I've never heard of such a thing. Have you? Mm -mm. I have not. That concept is very clever, but I don't understand it. Does it mean they're putting it in the jars so in addition to the logo you open it and you have like a recording how is this word oh my god it's not how it works what it's not how it works <laughs> now i got chris to cry but i don't oh understand he's, he's losing holy it. shit oh my he's god they're gonna open I'm just, I'm just imagining. his face is as red as a tomato he looks, like, he looks like he looks like tortillas salsa. I do, I do. Oh, why don't we open them? Up? See if I can get that logo. <laughs> oh my god, I'm just imagining opening a it's, bag of tortillas with a NFT. little ripcord. <laughs> it goes. And so you're opening the bag, and the bag's like crunch, 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 and then you open it up, and it goes crunch, crunch, crunk. <laughs> Oh, logo. This is Tostitos I'm eating. After I purchased it, brought it home, opened the bag, listened to the logo twice. <laughs> no, that's great. I like that. It's in my head. What is it? I think it's just, it's, um, it is a, do you know, like, like if they say a bumper, like something, no a noise that like is kind of um iconic for a brand, like Alka-Seltzer. I think you could say that that could be considered an audio logo. The plot, the fizz, plot, the plot, 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 plot fizz, fizz, fizz. Oh, but not someone fizz. saying it. Actually, the sounds of the plot, plot, fizz, fizz. Oh, Alka Seltzer, if you're if you're listening, you're welcome. I just did your audio logo for you. I think that's what it is, though, because I do feel like both of those sounds are very iconic. One point five second long sound. Yeah, it's right. It's right in the thing. I'll play it right now. Everyone will get okay, excited. Let's, let's hear it. This what happens when we let scoops direct their own ads. Mailed it to Postitos. This what happens when we Obviously that was very successful. I don't know what I was listening to. I don't think that was that. I hope not. Well Oh 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 here I see. Oh it's beep beep. Is that what it is? Yeah, I think it's beep beep. So at the very end. I preferred my version, and I because I think that like having the um, the bag open like the. <laughs> I want I, I want every time I open a bag of or or I guess in this case it's the 
Is it the is it the dip? Must be. I want every time I open it to go to hear boop but it. Oh, see, I want every time I open one of the bags to say, get a vegetable. <laughs> <laughs> then I wouldn't eat it because I really like them. I think that would be cool. Take well, the top off the salsa. Boop, boop, Okay. Now so don't happy. do that. Don't do that in person because people would think like in public because people are gonna think that you have a tick. <laughs> You'd be like going through your store. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh. Well, I I mostly give this cash because I don't I've never heard of an audio logo and I think it's clever. I'll cash it. I like it. Okay. And then we have one more that one you, more. Can, you can introduce, which is a caffeinated beverage of your choosing. Of my choosing? Choosing. Coke promotes new pixel-flavored <laughs> cola with Fortnite <laughs> Island. Yum. So they have teased the second beverage to come out of its new experimental creations platform with a focus on reaching the gaming community. The limited edition Coca-Cola Zero Sugar Bite is a soft drink intended to invoke the flavor of pixels. To promote the offering, Coke partnered with gaming organization PWR on a Pixel Point Island in Fortnite, where visitors can hunt for hidden treasures, play mini games, and participate in other activities. A real-world version of Zero Sugar Bite will be available to U.S. consumers starting May 2nd, and Coke continues to hone an innovation strategy targeted at enthusiast groups glued to channels like gaming. I'm curious. I want to know what pixels taste like. Monster energy drink. I see. That's so what I would you... say. I, this looks like a, like. Red Bull for Coke. Yeah. Red, Coke. Red Bull for Coke. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hitting Belly Ranch for Crocs. Um, yeah. Whatever. I mean, this is this is kind of like that stuff where we have to. I feel like I'm going to be like a, a fuddy duddy, uh, like an old fart about it because this is metaverse shit, and this is what it's going to start being like, and everything's going to be virtual versions of whatever. And this is this is where this this will continue, and before you know it, you'll be opening up your, your virtual Tostitos in the Fortnite village, and getting your own. Inside the game, the virtual world. Huh. I don't like it. I mean, so wait, so then it says, are you laughing at me just saying, huh? <laughs> no, you were just like so deep in thought. I didn't know it was for So Starlight, the first soda produced from the initiative was space flavored. Hmm. capitalizing a renewed interest in space travel driven by companies like SpaceX and Blue Origin. And the limited edition soft drink, which carried a distinct cooling sensation, was available at retailers and included an augmented reality performance from pop singer Ava Max that could be accessed by scanning a QR code on the packaging. Hmm. So you're right. It's like all virtual reality, virtual reality AR metaverse weird shit ARVRBS. yeah it's it's gonna be it's it's that 
because I've seen so I've seen so much of that um, over the last few months. And this is just like I think that they've really started leaning into the food. I mean, even like we were talking about was it Burger King NFTs or Arby's NFTs? It was something I'm pretty stupid. sure it was Burger King. Yeah, it was stupid. But yeah, it's all going that way. So at least Pete, me, at least it no, makes no, me feel old. You know what? It makes me feel old too. You know where you have to go? The struggle bus. <laughs> Pretty soon I'm going to be my mom. Every time I talk to her, she's like, I'm just so sick of all this technology. I'm just so sick of it. I just to keep up with it. I'm just so sick of it. I just want it to be over. Well, I'm not anti that idea. I, I have thought about getting a few acres and moving away. <laughs> I mean, that's what I did. But I, yeah. still have, I still have to talk about the world, even though I've exited. Yeah, but you can hide in your, in your love bunker and uh, pine after your hunk of cheese. Yeah. Come on, Elon. You're boothing. Come to me, boothing. Cheese, <laughs> hunky cheese. You're just joining us now. You know where to find me. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be in my hot tub under the stars, motherfucker. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Anyone's to listen. I, I mean, really, if you are, God bless you. You know what I mean. Uh, we will reward you in heaven. Uh, so, uh, April, we've talked about a lot of food, a lot of food, <laughs> so much food, all the food, all the food. I'm not even hungry. Like usually I, I'll, I'll, oh. I'll be focused on food if I'm hungry, but none of this really gets my juices rolling. <laughs> no, you, I mean, Facebook being, um, bad with ads and oof. yeah, we really did a number today at Taco Bell. No, those your cat. Everything we even we even touched on the slap hurt again uh, all over the world. We did, yeah. We never, but you know, before we end out, we never got your take on the slap. I was blown away by Chris Rock's stage presence afterwards. Composure, yeah. His composure was honestly heroic. I was very impressed by that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I still feel like we'll never know the full story of what actually happened. I know he allegedly went off the cuff and didn't write the joke, but is that true? Because, or was he taking a hit for the, uh, 